All right. Let's, Let's get, get into, into it. it. It is Friday. It is Friday. And I'm still sober. Well, we just started. Yeah. I'm working on it. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's Friday. Welcome to uh, episode three. Three. Of the Warfighter Tobacco Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully like one and two. Uh, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. Um, and spread knowledge and information and all that fun stuff to you guys. Yeah. While we drink and smoke. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's going to be quality knowledge. Maybe. I think it would be. Yeah. Some of it. I just, yeah. I like to stay humble. I'm yeah. an idiot. This is uh, all views on this show are the opinions <laughs> of Scott and John. <laughs> we are not scientists, lawyers, doctors, but we did, or, or weathermen. But we did stay at a Holiday Inn Express once. Once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, so today's show, uh, we're going to go over a little bit uh, about lighters, um, some of the different types that we offer. Uh, but the biggest thing that we're going to cover on the lighters aspect is how to refill your lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It is the number one question that we get through email. Uh, sometimes it's not social a question. media. Sometimes it's my lighter doesn't work. Yes. Yeah. And then we followed up with, did you fill it? Yeah. And then it's what? Yeah. How come it doesn't come with fluid? Well, we can't really ship it full. Yeah. <laughs> According to a U.S. Postal Code, yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and then the other one we get is, hey, man, I, I love your lighter. It didn't work great. Uh, I ran it for a week or two. Now it doesn't work. Yep. And then well, did you refill it? Right. Oh, I have to refill it? You do. And then, I, then, then the follow-up email is, hey, I refilled it. It worked twice. Now it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason it's pressurized on the inside of the butane. Yeah. So Once, there has to be the correct combination of butane and air pressure. Yep. Once you use all the fluid and your lighter no longer works and you go to refill it by taking your butane upside down. Now I'm going to stop you right nozzle. there. I'm going to stop you right there real quick. As a safety rule, when you refill your lighter, your cigar should not be near <laughs> I wasn't going to fill you. I did. I did. No, I was trying to help. <laughs> that, uh, that is a valid point. Yeah. Though. Cause it's very flammable. It is. Yeah. Uh, but instead of just trying to fill it once it's empty, you still have pressurized gas in, inside the, the body, inside your, your, yeah. your fuel container inside that lighter. Uh, let's say pressurized air. Cause well, it's yeah, whatever it is, yeah. whatever, whatever's in there, it's pressurized and it does not burn. But if it's pressurized on the inside, you can't add more fluid or gas to it because right. it's already pressurized right so you need to relieve that relieve that pressure before you attempt to add fluid into your lighter yeah you can do that using a nail a paper clip a bleeder tool um now i'm, I'm going to throw a caveat on that so that little nipple that you're filling is made probably of a thin brass which means it will bend so that what the tool that john's using there can damage your nipple. Yeah. You don't want to damage your nipple. No. But if you depress that and you can hear it, I'll, I'll do it into the microphone so you can hear what it's going to sound like. I'm going to make sure it don't damage this. Ready? Oh, that. that's a lot of air pressure. That's a lot of air. And it'll keep going. I stopped early, right? It'll go and go and go. Right. And you do that until it doesn't make any sound anymore. Yes. All of a sudden it'll stop and you're like, oh, now I'm completely empty. There's no pressure in there at all. Now you take your butane upside down, depress it, hold it there. I don't know, 10 seconds, whatever. Yeah. However long you think. Do it a couple times if you want. No, this is personal preference. Once you do that, now your lighter is actually full. With the, with the proper pressure. Sometimes, immediately after you fill it, it won't work. Or it'll a flame that you can weld with. Yeah. <laughs> because when you're putting the, the fluid in there, it gets super cold. And so sometimes you have to give it a minute to warm up and then it'll yep. work, work like natural um so john used uh an improper tool to bleed it yep it, it worked right yeah so my favorite bleeder tool is this one and zycar used to make this fucking tactical pen that had this the best bleeder tool ever in it yeah because it's literally a hollow tube with two holes that allow everything to bleed off uh, without through those holes so through it doesn't holes. hit your fingers and freeze your fingers yeah because <laughs> butane is cold yeah and so 
I thought butane would come out of this one. It did not because it must have been close to empty. Um, but this bleeder tool works great. Another bleeder tool that I always have on my keys uh, is a handcuff key. Yep. On the back of it, there's this nice little post that works great as a bleeder tool. And if you guys don't carry a handcuff key with you, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> um, I, you know, if you ask me why, Scott, do you carry a handcuff key? I may need it someday. No. Get, so I'll I'll play out the scenario for you. Okay. On okay. the situation where you would need a handcuff key. Yeah. And in that situation, you wouldn't be able to use it. So essentially you're saying that it, for you to need a handcuff key means you're in handcuffs, which means you got arrested. Possibly. Well, what That's other what, scenario? There's maybe another one. What? Okay. What other scenario would you be handcuffed and need? keys i have a feeling someday i'm going to either wake up or go to sleep in handcuffs but you're not gonna have your keys in your pocket you're right (laughs) but the next person that comes and finds me i hope it's me i can (laughs) i can say hey there's a key in my pocket (laughs) cool but i need 15 minutes first (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny you need 15 minutes it won't take me that long (laughs) i just want to cuddle (laughs) but no if you get arrested and you need a handcuff key you're gonna be so drunk (laughs) for one you're gonna forget you even have a handcuff key (laughs) that's uh probably probably a true statement your motor skills aren't gonna be there to use it we should try that we should try that one time. Next time we're out drinking, we remember, and you're I'm, hammered. I'm pretty sure if I'm handcuffed, I'm not reaching my front pocket. No, but we should try it when you're hammered. I'll even hand you the key. Okay, now get out of these. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Yeah, it would take me three seconds to drop the said keys, and it'd be game over. So, yeah. But a handcuff key works great as a bleeder tool. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the reason we were talking about the lighters, like I said, it, it's one of our most common questions that gets asked uh, in, into Warfighter. So how often do you need to bleed a lighter? When, is that, when, it, when it stops lighting. Yes. Yep. For preventative maintenance, I would say every other time you fill the lighter, you should probably bleed it. Oh, I, I, so I bleed it every time I fill it. I don't because. Yeah. You can usually get away with the just next time it works yet. Yeah. But the third or fourth time, you're almost guaranteed it's not going to yeah. work. Right. But if, if my lighter is empty, like it's not lighting anymore. Yeah. Because there's no fluid in it. I can put side pressure against the nozzle of, of the butane oh, bottle. Right. Because there's no, it's almost empty. So all you're doing is just purging that little bit of pressurized yeah. gas that's in it. Um, so I try to purge it every single time that I fill my lighter uh, just because you get a longer use out of that reason. And when you first get a brand new lighter, I suggest filling it, bleeding it, bleeding it, and then filling it again, bleeding it upside down so that only the air leaves yep. and then doing it one more time yeah. on a brand new lighter. Cause sometimes they're pressurized out the gate. Sometimes they're just weird. Well, I mean, when they manufacture them, yeah, they probably pressurize them with not fuel, just air to make sure they're, they're good. Right. So, um, but yeah, and so then there's different types of lighters, right? You have a single flame, you have a double flame, a quad, a triple, flat flame, um, all these different flames. And so we, and then you have cheap to expensive lighters. And so we sell kind of, if you've, if you followed Warfighter for a while, you know, we've changed lighters a couple times mm-hmm. and it could be for a couple reasons, availability, uh, quality. You know, sometimes the quality went down and we're like, well, you know, 20% of these fail now. So we got to switch brands. Well, like the, our Zycard Verano. Yeah. That lighter was was amazing. My favorite lighter, flat flame, great lighter. And then I don't know what happened. There's something happened in the manufacturing. Yep. And the quality kind of went to shit. Yeah. And And so uh, we had to quit putting our name on them. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so for our cheapest lighter, brand new this week. Yeah. uh, It's alive right now. We got our new field lighters in. So. This is uh, retails for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a Paleo single jet and uh, refillable. Uh, it's got an adjustment knob on the bottom, a metal body. Um, this is one of the lighters we've had this lighter before in the past, but this is one of the lighters that that we've had really really good success with. Yeah, uh, we just we couldn't get a hold of it. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, 
Um, and then we finally found a constant supply again. Uh, so we did a new brand design on it. And uh, so this, that's our cheapest it. lighter yep. and it's, we call it our field lighter. And then we have our garrison lighter, which is the other end of the spectrum. This one's actually manufactured by Calibri. It's a double, double jet. Yeah. It's uh, called the rebel lighter. It's called the rebel. Uh, we really like these, everything that we sell typically we'll run them for a month or two at least and, uh, you know, beat them up, (laughs) put them in our pockets with all our keys, you know, and just really make sure they're going to hold up. And so this is a, what does this one retail for? I think it retails for 79, 79. So it's a little bit on the higher end, you know, but, um, lifetime, lifetime warranty. Yeah. Um, it's a double jet and, uh, and they work phenomenal. They yeah. have a nice big sight glass on the side that shows your fluid levels so you know if you're empty or full. Um, really easy mechanism for lighting. Really easy adjustment knob on the bottom. Um, and it works. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. So, so we call that one our garrison lighter. That's our high end, our highest end lighter that we sell. And then we found these other ones. So we used to, I like the flat flame you know, yeah. from the old Veranos, right? And so we wanted a replacement for that. Uh, we found, found these. Uh, from it's a vertigo page, uh, and it looked like a fuel can does. So yep. those are the markings we put on it. Um, and, uh, what, what does that one retail for? 15, 15 bucks. Yeah. And it's a flat flame. Uh, you know, so, um, I've been happy with mine. I like those a lot. I've used this. The only, the only complaint I have about mine is I keep forgetting where I set them down at. And so, <laughs> but I do that with everything. It's usually in my office chair. Yeah, yeah. it falls out of my pocket in between the cushions. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, every every lighter refills similar, um, you know. But you, you really gotta, you know, if you're if you're lighter, whether it's a ten dollar lighter or eighty dollar lighter, it's gonna quit working if you don't bleed it in between. Yeah you filling it so I got a funny story I, I was talking to a friend the other day um i was down hanging out at this place for a weekend and uh he ordered some new lighters and all that fun stuff and uh so i brought it all down and so i showed him how to fill actually he was giving me crap and he's like i ordered a whole bunch of stuff from you you got one of the nice green yeah. tabletop humidors and one of each of the cigars we make the whole nine he goes i order all this shit from you and you bring me a lighter that doesn't have any fluid in it and I was like, well, I was going to fill it here. I was like, and then yeah. we got squirreled. Sorry. I was like, let me go get my butane and yeah. fill it for you. So I go get my butane. And I was like, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity to explain what we just talked about, how to yeah. bleed and refill a lighter. So I fill the lighter. I get it I dialed in, get it working. Everything, show it to him. I'm like, here you go. And he's like, awesome. I'm like, cool. Give me that back. He's like, what? I'm like, let me see that. And he's like, okay. I was like, so when your lighter runs out and it stops working, this is how you refill it. And he goes, what? And so I grabbed it. It happened to be a, just a nail, regular yeah. nail sitting you know, on the coffee table. So I grabbed the nail, flipped the lighter upside down. I bled the lighter, even though I just filled it. Bled it until all the fluids, you know, the, all the gas stopped making noise. Refilled it, handed it back to him. He clicked it, worked right away. And he goes, you got to be shitting me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, it works. And he's like, no. He goes, I have a box. I probably have $2,000 of Calibri lighters <laughs> that I'm sitting in, in a closet right now. And none of them work. And I thought they were just all pieces of shit. I just kept buying different ones. He goes, all I had to do is bleed this and, and add more butane. I'm like, yeah, bro. Go he's get, like, go get your box. He's like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, so that it solidifies the fact that there's a good amount of people out there that don't understand how well, to refill the lighter. You just don't think about it sometimes. No, right? because you think every other lighter that you bought in your life, right? Typically, you get them from a gas station or a grocery store. And it's either a girl lighter or a Bic or something like that where it's, they're not refillable. Yeah. So you use it until it doesn't work anymore and you just throw it away and you get a new one. Right. That's not what these are. Don't throw these away. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the $80 ones. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I was glad he kept them and put them in a box. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. What else about lighters? Um, but yeah. Oh, a fluid. Right. Let's talk about fluid. So. There's a lot of good fluids, uh, but you definitely want to get premium butane. Stay away from the white bottle with the red top that they sell at Walmart. If that's what you can get, it'll work. It'll work. But it, there's better, there's it, higher quality butane. It just doesn't it. work as well. We prefer, Zycar makes a high altitude butane. You know, I've used other 
I've used other fluids now that I'm really happy with as well. Yeah. The problem is when we bought this, which was the best at the time, we bought it in bulk. In cases. Yeah. Because you can't necessarily buy one bottle and have it shipped because of all the the shipping regulations, right? So you have to pay like the, I can't remember what they call it when you ship it. Um, Yeah. There's Uh, some term for it. Uh, Whatever. But it costs like a lot more to ship something like this. And so that hazmat hazmat. Yeah. So we, we just bought, uh, we just bought it in bulk and we still probably have six, seven, eight cans left at least. And a can like this will last damn near a year of, of, of <laughs> your, us smoking. your average smoker. A can like that will last you the majority of your life. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't lose it. Um, yeah. like I've had a can in my truck that I've probably had in there for five or six years. I've just started replacing all mine yeah. and all my vehicles. Uh, it's almost empty. And yeah. I don't know if it's from, I'm, I'm assuming it's from use, um, but I'm surprised it hasn't blown up. <laughs> yeah. You probably shouldn't keep them in your car. No. Um, let's see. What does it say? Oh, keep, uh, do not exceed temperatures above 122 degrees Fahrenheit. I guarantee you. Yeah. When it's 115 in Texas. That is hotter than 122 in my truck. Yeah. <laughs> now, if now let's talk about. I've that. had lighters blow yeah, up. Yeah, let's in my talk truck. about that with lighters. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, especially with the nice one. That sucks. So you can see this one. It's a little fatter than normal. Yep. Yep. So yeah, the plastic tanks will expand and, and then crack and crack. They don't um, explode. They don't yeah, explode. Me, yeah. yeah. They, they just crack and leak and then. There's no pressure and then, and then you, you can't light yeah, it. Then your they don't work doesn't. anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't want to leave your lighter in a hot vehicle, uh, preferably. Yeah. What else about lighters? Uh, don't light your beard on fire. Don't light your friend's beard on fire. It's going to happen. <laughs> Yours or your friend's? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that kind of, I mean, that's the quick and dirty on lighters. You know, we could go for hours about different ones, yeah. like table lighters and this and yeah. that and soft flames. But the principle is all the same, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's pressurized. Yeah. Depressure, refill. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Other than that, um, what are you smoking on? Uh, I have the uh, night shift. Yeah. Yeah. I got the uh, 762 Garrison Rosado. Yeah, I'm drinking some Woodford Beyond Balcones. Yeah, the this is the. I don't know if this is oh the original. I don't know if this is the normal one or what. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know my Balcones that well. So this is Texas single malt whiskey, pot distilled. It says the original Texas whiskey, and I'll I'll give it. You know, I'll give it. it it's a Texas whiskey. Yeah. Take that how you may, how you may. Um, I just got a, a text saying that my gator skull is ready for nice pickup, so that'll be fun. I'll grab that that this weekend. Um, but uh, on another fun, exciting note, we got a new website. <laughs> we we do. How long did it take us to get this new website live? I just started that math in my head. I don't know. <laughs> it's been about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, we started working on it. We were trying to get it launched before Black Friday last year. Yeah. and So it's uh, about a year then. No, because we started like three months before Black Friday. So, but uh, but yeah, we were trying and um, life happened and we got busy. Black Friday is probably our busiest time of year here at Warfighter. Um and uh, so we put it on the back burner and then we revisited it and then put it on the back burner again. Yeah. And then uh, finally we got everything, all the bugs worked out and everything, how we wanted it set. So good if you're watching this podcast, it's yep. playing in the background. It is. And if you scroll down a little bit, Justin, right there, we have this cool little slider that we built on the, on the main page of the website and it goes over all of our different blends in, in, in order from mild to bold. And it has a little slider on top, so you can kind of pick, you know, which cigar you like based on your flavor profile or, excuse me, your your strength preference. Um, So you can start off on your mild sticks if you want or your medium bodied or all the way up to the bold things that we have to offer. And it kind of has them in order. Uh, That way you have a good idea of of our our, um, catalog of cigars and where they sit. 
Um, but, so uh, uh, take a look at the new website. Yeah. Let us know what you think. If you see something misspelled, I'm sure it's probably <laughs> my fault. If you <laughs> see something, I don't know. If it, yeah. Yeah. But if you see something you think we need to change or might be done wrong, let us know because we, we yeah. try to comb over everything. But, yeah. uh, you know, we're just a bunch of grunts. So I think at this point, if it's misspelled, it's on Justin. Yeah. I yeah, that's Justin. on me. If it's misspelled, 100%. <laughs> at this point, it's on me. But if uh, if you're looking for a local brick and mortar that carries Warfighter, we also have a dealer locator on there. So uh, go check that out. Yep. There you go. Give us uh, Spokane, Washington. Ooh. Um, I don't know the zip code for there. Yeah. Uh, well, go, go, to, go to search and do Spokane. Yep. There right there. Oh, there's one. You see it? I so see the it. downfall to this is, is like you said, we're trying to figure out some stuff. Right now, if you click on that. Just click on there. You go. Yeah. It's going to show up all white. Oh. Because we need to figure out how to adjust the uh, color of the text. There you go. So the color of the text on the old website was white. No, we do. Uh, Justin and I sat down for probably half hour yesterday trying to figure this out. And it, it's going to be a thing. <laughs> okay. So, well, we found one. Yep. All right, but that's how to that's how to use the dealer locator. You just uh, zoom into the map or type yep. in the zip code, and and uh, yep, there you have it. Uh, but if you highlight it, it'll show up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, maybe not on an iPad. Fuck, we'll, we'll get it figured <laughs> out. <laughs> Here, Warfighter well, Tobacco. <laughs> click, click, click on the words, and I think it'll probably show up on the side, right? Well, if it's linked to. Oh, so it goes to their website. A website. Yeah, so you go to their right, website. Right. Um, but yeah, so like I said, we're we're working out some of the final kinks in it. That's one of the ones that we're aware of. Uh, we just haven't figured out the solution yet. Um, so if the discount code adds 10%. You're using the right one. You're using the right one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Would you ever compete in the Cigar Olympics? I don't know. Why? Maybe. I mean, just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not. I don't believe that we've trained. We have not trained. To compete. You haven't trained, for sure, on the slow cigar, cigar smoking. Oh, I would lose that one so fast. Yeah. <laughs> you, you would. Yeah. I have too many squirrels, too. Like, I'd get in a conversation, pick it up, and lose, right? Like, like the longest yeah. ash. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I just yeah. dropped it. Now, the one where you flip your ash. I like that one. I would probably be decent at that one. Yeah. Can I ask what the Cigar Olympics are? I've never heard of that. Oh, so the Cigar Olympics, it's a, it's an actual legitimate thing. They host every year. I think it's in Europe, if I remember right. I can't remember the country it's in, but it's in Europe. Um, and they have regional qualifiers that you have to go uh qualify for in order to be in the actual um you know the finals essentially and um so they they do a bunch of different things like um the uh slowest time smoking a cigar without it going out so you have to light a cigar once that's it you can't touch it up you can't do anything else and you have to smoke it for the longest amount of time without it going out now they i think to make it fair they give every contestant the same cigar right i think so i would think i don't know how else it would be fair yeah um and uh but then like there's some of the other events are uh longest ash um so you smoke your cigar without ashing it to see you get the longest ash on the cigar without it falling or going out um you have uh an ash toss for lack of better words, I don't know what they call it. I don't it. know if it's for distance or accuracy, though. I think they do both, but I think it's for, I don't know. I don't know if it's for distance or not, um, but you have to ash your cigar, I think, into something at a certain distance. Um, the next time I ash, I'm going for the cup on Justin's desk. Perfect. Yeah. Um, what are some of the other things they do? Uh, oh, I can't remember. I think it'd be pretty fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would totally lose the longest yeah, smoking session for time. I can't smoke a cigar slow. 
But uh, I don't think it really matters, though. Do you have a fastest time you've ever smoked a cigar? Like a normal Toro? Uh, you know what? I don't know. It's I should probably 15 minutes, 20 minute mark. <laughs> I was going to guess 15, 20, yeah. which is insane to me. Yeah. And it's funny. Like I've grabbed some cigars that are like in the center console of my truck that have been sitting there for like months. Yeah. And they're like brittle dry. You know what I mean? And I've smoked those yeah. and they're like five minute cigars, <laughs> you know, it's like a, a minute man, like a four by 44. I'll light yeah. that thing and I'll get like, I don't know, not even 10 miles down the road and it's done. And I'm like, oof, <laughs> I think it was dry. <laughs> yeah. I think the longest cigar for time that I smoked, well, my attempt was the Woody. Yeah. But that didn't, it, it just, it had so many burn issues yeah. that I got so frustrated before I could actually finish it, tunneled and all kinds of crap. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think it was a it was either a seven seventy or an eight eighty on a road trip, and it was probably like three hours or so. Yeah. Um, when we were driving to Sturges, um, oh yeah, I was smoking. I think a seven seventy. Yeah. And we were. I was pulling a trailer, and I'd get like one hundred and fifty miles uh, between gas stops. Yeah, because I. I didn't with have the my, trailer. Yeah. Oh, you, you're pulling a camper. With my gas truck. Yeah. Yeah. Getting four miles a yeah. gallon. <laughs> and so it was about every 770 between gas stops. Yeah. It was like two, perfect Two hours timing. and some change. Yep. <laughs> those are one of those cigars that you can only smoke on a road trip driving by yourself. I mean. You don't want to smoke those around other people. I don't know. It feels weird. <laughs> why does it feel weird it's just not natural the smoking a cigar for that long no smoking that big of a cigar just doesn't feel right in my hands <laughs> <laughs> like a corona you know that's like <laughs> that's that's normal yeah, it, feels, it feels like home you know like <laughs> and that's, that's a respectable size am i right mm-hmm. i didn't say double corona <laughs> <laughs> yeah five and a half by 46 <laughs> Uh, I saw Tim was talking. There's a new cigar that's bigger than the Woody now, isn't oh, there? It's, it's, well, the Asylum did their April Fools, I think is what he talked That's a about. 990. What's their 10 oh, by 100? I don't know. That's, a, that's, the, that's the one he did. Yeah. Was it? Oh, who did it? It was like the Psychopath or something? That's the Asylum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it was a 10 by 100. So for ring gauge, your ring gauge is a fraction of... A 64th of an inch. So a ring gauge that is 64 would would mean the diameter of the cigar is one inch because it's 64 64ths. Oh, so this is saying it's a... Oh, it's a JFR lunatic. Yeah. yeah, it's a 10 by 100. So a 100, using that math, 100 divided by 64 is 1.5625 inches. It's an inch and a half around in diameter. Wow. Yeah. And 10 inches long. And 10 inches long. That's a huge cigar. Huge. At least it's a torpedo. Well, it has to be, right? Well, if it wasn't, it would be awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but, but $40 a cigar? That's, I mean, if you're so buying, if four you're hour cigar. Buying tobacco by ounces, that's more than a four hour cigar for a normal person. Well, you think a Toro is about an hour, right? Give or take. Not for you. Not I, for, I'm saying in general. I know. For it's me, funny. a Toro is like 40 minutes. An hour and a half. For you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. No way. Yes. You go through a Toro on a podcast. How long have... Yes. It probably, the, most of them about an hour. How long have we been on this podcast right now? This was half gone when I started. We're 30 seconds away from 30 minutes. And this was a double Corona. <laughs> <laughs> this was half gone when we started, Jeff. The band was, I took the band off before we started recording. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'd smoke fast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Shit. I mean, it sounds good though. San Andreas wrapper. Yeah, it does. Nicaraguan binder filler. I like that. Yeah. What, uh, 
So speaking of countries of origin, what countries do you like and what countries do you are, aren't your cup of tea? So I'm a big Brazilian tobacco fan. I like Brazilian tobacco. Yeah. Um, and I, Honduras maybe or Dominican. I'm not sure which one I like least. Yeah. But those two are on your bottom. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Dominican to me is, and Honduras is, they dry my palate out. Yeah. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but that's seems to be my experience. Yeah. But, and there's some Dominican cigars that I love. They're right. Yeah. So it just, it just depends. Yeah. But I have not had a Brazilian tobacco that I'm like, mm, I don't like this. Right. For, they just have good flavors. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of Nicaraguan tobacco. I like the Brazilian stuff yeah. too, but I think um, uh, top of my list is going to be Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah. I think like if you, yeah, overall, mm-hmm. I think so. But uh, yeah. Yeah. What what region in Nicaragua do you like tobacco Ooh. from? That kind of, I don't know. It depends on the time of day what I'm drinking. I think uh, for, for me, I, I go toward that Jalapa. I do too. I, you know, the Jalapa. Yeah. Yeah, so the flavors that come out, the strength that's in a lot of the sticks yeah. that that are in a lot of the leaves that come out of there. Um, that's kind of what I'm, I'm a big fan of. But it's cool. Like Nicaragua is cool. There's they kind of have different growing regions that are drastically different yeah. because of the elevation changes and what's kind of around them. Like Omotempe is an island. It's a, it's it's a, a volcano. volcano. Yeah. It's an in an, it's an island, and they right. grow the base of it. Yeah, like. So it's sea level, but, but you're never the, that soil is so unique. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get, you can grow that same seed in Jalapa yeah, or, you know, in Honduras or the DR and you're never going to get those same flavors. You get it grown at the base of the volcano. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Esteli, which I like most all of Esteli's Mm -hmm. tobacco is good. Um, you have Jalapa. What else? There's another, oh, Omatempe Island. Yep. There's one other region I'm forgetting about. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. What am I? I know I'm forgetting one. There's uh there's two volcanoes there that I really appreciate the names of. One of them is the bigger volcano and it's called Mambo Tambo. Yeah. And then the smaller one that's close to it is Mambo Tambito, <laughs> which is the small one. <laughs> Then I probably butchered those names, but it was close enough. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking up tobacco. What are you, oh, you're not smoking. Never mind. I got my hands moving all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> there would be ash all over everything. Yeah. I'll probably enjoy one after the show, though. Right. Condega. Yes. I forgot about Condega. Mm-hmm. I knew there was four. Yeah. There's a little island for sale off the coast of Nicaragua. Yeah, we looked at that. It's like four or fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like five or seven acres island, and it's like I don't know, it's five or ten miles off the co- off the the east coast of Nicaragua. But it's a long ways away from anything else. Anything. <laughs> and there's nothing out there or that side of Nicaragua. Yeah. yeah. That have been like it was cool at first. I was like, oh man, on island in the Caribbean, and yeah. then. You know, the pictures of it look beautiful. Yeah. And then you look it up and you're like, oh. There's not even a town worth. No, you got to take a boat and then drive. Yeah. <laughs> and then hopefully they have something. <laughs> yep. Maybe if a guy had a helicopter, that'd be the way to go. If I could afford a helicopter, I would buy a different island. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. Yeah. How much would helicopter ownership be in Nicaragua? Probably more. Well, you'd have to set up a a hangar and a fuel depot on the island. Yeah. Because it's not like if something happens, you have to be able to do maintenance. You have to get the fuel there. Yeah. They, like there's a, the the cost is going to be astronomical. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> the logistics is kind of crazy. It'd be fun though. I don't know if I've ever seen a helicopter in Nicaragua. Well, have you ever seen one flying? Once. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I looked up the Nicaraguan Air Force one time because when you land at the airport, there's yeah. Air Force, right? 
Do they have planes or no? <laughs> I'm assuming it's like the Nicaraguan Air Force is like guys that dress in uniform and they like look at airplanes. No, no. The, well, there's, let's see. House, let's see. <laughs> Nicaraguan Air Force. It has MI-17s. It has a Cessna 185, a Cessna 337, and a couple other ones. <laughs> the Nicaraguan Air Force was founded in 1938, and it has 21 aircraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, an MI-17, Cessna 185, Cessna T-41D, and those are the trainers. Transports a Cessna 337, a PA-28, and an AN-26. See, I don't know how old this is This is that I'm looking at, but it says it has 18 MI-25s. I know that to be completely not true. No, I got that on the one I'm looking at, too. Really? Yep. 18 MI-25s, 10 MI-17s, 3 MI-8 gunships, 1 MI-8 uh, firefighter. I don't know if I buy that. One Bell 206 utility. That's so funny. But they have no fighter aircraft. Just helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big air force. <laughs> That's funny. No, I've never seen a, a helicopter flying while we're in Nicaragua. During COVID. Um, I thought about trying to figure out how to run a helicopter from Esteli yeah. to Managua to yeah. transport cigars because also during COVID, they had um, some uh, civil uprisings. Uh, they had some government issues in Nicaragua and they were roadblocking the only road, yeah. the main drag that goes from Esteli to Managua. And uh, for certain periods of time, they weren't letting any vehicles pass. To include and, uh, cigar ships. Yeah. And so, obviously, we still needed cigars. So, we were going to try to reach out to anybody and everybody that we knew in Central America and, and alphabet agencies and see if we could arrange some helicopter transport of cigars. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't have to get to the the bottom of all of that. But, uh, yeah. COVID was a weird time for the cigar industry. It was. It was weird. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Sales went up. Manufacturing went down, which led to prices going up. And lack of supply for some people. Yeah. So now it's flipped, uh, except prices are still up. Yep. Uh, but supply is decent. Manufacturing is decent. Yep. Uh, except now the open border is kind of hurting manufacturing. Because hmm. uh, a lot of the Nicaraguan uh, cigar rollers and, and uh, people that work at the factories and stuff, they've all came north mm-hmm. and so uh that's actually you know you talk to a couple uh of the uh factories and they've lost up to like 30 percent of their people yeah due to the open border so you know when 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 you if you think it's not a thing and then you go to another country and your factory says yeah well 30 percent of the people in the last three months have quit because they went to america yeah then that kind of tells me well it, it must be a thing <laughs> so <laughs> right uh, yeah yeah. What's um I know this is kind of a, a, a touchy subject, but what's your opinion on influencers in the cigar industry? Well, I mean, I think uh I don't know if it's touchy, but uh I mean there's influence. Well it's not touchy for us, it's touchy for the influencers. <laughs> well, I mean, yes and no, I guess. I think I think every industry has social media influencers, mm-hmm. um, cigar specific influencers. I mean, I think there's two, two ways to succeed by doing that. Okay. One is to be a cigar influencer because you absolutely love the cigar industry and it's your hobby and you thoroughly enjoy it. Right. Uh, the other way to make it work, uh, is to be in the industry mm-hmm. and then, you know, whether you're uh, in retail or you're a rep or a brand or whatever, yeah. right? Uh, then I think you can be successful as being an influencer. 
I think where I think some people might struggle being an influencer in the cigar industry is when they're doing it to to try to make money and make and do it as a living. Yeah. I think that's hard to do, probably. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, it's hard for a, a company to show an ROI on an influencer. It is. Um I, I don't know. It's you know, it's harder. You know, what else is hard to show a return is in print ads, right? Yeah. And I, I guarantee um, an influencer would probably do better than a print ad most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah if you I, took the same money you put on a print ad and put it into something else. Yeah. Into all, all of the influencers, yeah. right? Maybe that would make a difference. I don't know. Um, you know, Warfighter, we've used influencers in the past and we're, we're, we'll use them in the future. I, I think it's, uh, especially when it's people that we enjoy and people in our same community and stuff. Right. Um, but uh, if it's just because you're pretty. I'm pretty. I'm so, not an influencer. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know that that, you know, I think when, so when Warfighter first started out, we didn't know what we were doing. Right. Yeah. And so we went to Sturges and we met some yeah, we, we met one really nice lady that was um, a model for Rebel, did, Rebel Yell, and she did like burlesque stuff, yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of other promo stuff, and like that's what she did, yeah. Like, and so she was she made nice, her living. and she was she was just a good person. Yeah. We, we we enjoyed her company, uh, like she just was. You know, she was cool, right? And so she was based out of Las Vegas, and like a couple weeks later, we were going to do Las Vegas Bike Week. Yep. Right. One, Sturges isn't a sound decision for a cigar company. I don't feel it costs a lot of money. Unless to do you do it. flavored cigars. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Las Vegas Bike Week, we did nothing but lose money at. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't worth our time and energy and effort to do it. Um, that being said, we hired her just to hang out at our, at our trailer yeah. where we were selling cigars at this Bike Week event. And uh, I felt bad for her. Because she got completely ignored. Everybody wanted to talk to either me or you. Yeah. And they could have cared less that she was there. Right. And so we learned a lesson that at that point. And it was, you know, like warfighter tobacco doesn't need a pretty lady yeah. to help us to try to sell cigars. Right. And, you know, you, you, we, you, we, were, we were young in the company. We didn't, we thought that, you know you know sex sells right you yeah. advertising that like that was just a thing that's worked for a lot of companies for a lot of different things right we couldn't find a good application for it so uh after that we you know we just didn't yeah. ever put any stock back into that but i mean every brand's different i yeah. think our brand is just the, that's not I don't know the look of warfighter for lack of better words well it's not who we are i mean as yeah. a company right like yeah. Um, now there's something that we might be working on in the future where it might make sense. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, as far as, you know, like we, we started warfighter to personally and professionally connect with veterans. Right. Right. And that was kind of a, you know, I'm not even going to say a speed bump because it was just, a. I don't know. It just did nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't think that it did any good right. one way or the other. So, uh, so this is, we, we learned from that and we probably won't use, you know, a hot chick influencer again, yeah. um, unless she's a veteran and relevant in our space for some reason. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, to me, it didn't make any financial sense right. to pay somebody to help us yeah. do something. Well, and like you were saying about, you know, when we started Warfighter is it to get us involved in that community again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I like to put it as we tried to build something that was bigger than us. Yeah. It's not about you or me right. or, or, you know, any, anybody that works here or anything like that. It, it's more built on, on the, the community that it kind of represents for lack of better yeah. words. Um, you know, that, that, you know, active duty veteran first responder, right. You know, the, the well, warfighter, you, you know, when we, you know, as we were starting out, we would ask a lot of people, you know, what was the first cigar you ever smoked? And, uh, maybe 
10% could give us the answer of yeah. like what make and brand and right. you know, what, what it was. Right. And so we, we figured, you know, and we're asking a lot of guys that their first cigar was in Iraq or Afghanistan or whatever. And so we just thought, you know, let's do Warfighter, And if that's, it's a name somebody can connect to because it's who they are. It's who we are. It's who the, what the brand is, Yeah, you know, so it just made more sense that way. And yeah. So, yeah. you know, so, you know, we, we've had veteran influencers, right? you know, and I think we've had patriotic influencers and, right. you know, that's worked out well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when, I think when, when we look at an influencer, I don't necessarily look for the influencer to generate, I mean, yes, you want them to generate a return, right? You want it to spread the word. Yeah. But I'm not going to rely on them to sell the cigars. Right. Right. I just want the, because we, we still, to this day, we're, we're in year seven. We go around and there's people that have never heard of Warfighter Tobacco. In the cigar industry. In, in the cigar industry and in the veteran space. Yep. Right. So if, you know, we use influencers to, to get the name out there. Yeah. That's more my goal than it is to convert to sales, I guess. So, right. Um, you know, and I think initially we came out of the gate where everybody heard of Warfighter, which is almost unfortunate because our cigars kind of sucked they, when we first started kinda. out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we made a lot of mistakes. You know, like if, if we could, if we would have came out of the gate with the product we have today, yeah. It, I think we would have taken off better. I think, I think, you know, initially we may have advertised to the right person. Right. They smoked a cigar and they're like, ah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about these guys. Yeah. You know, and, and they weren't wrong. Yeah. You know, but we, we figured it out. Um, yeah. And we're still figuring out. We're still working on stuff. We're still trying to get better. Constantly improving um, your foxhole. But my, my God, are we better now than we were in those first two years? Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. So, I, you had to start somewhere, right? right. So I, that's where we started. And, and uh, well, and, and some of it had to do with uh, internally for us, kind of proof of concept, you know? Yeah. Like, we, yeah, exactly. When, when we started, when Warfighter started, the, the, we didn't have a business plan that had a 20 year end goal. There wasn't like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and that in this certain way. And it's going to put us here. It yeah. was, we didn't even have a business plan that had capital involved. In it. No, it was, <laughs> Hey, we're going to do cigars. because yeah. We really like this and this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And this is going to be a, a, a really fun side project. Yeah. Cause that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then it consumed our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I used to own the gun shop and that was our full-time gig, mm -hmm. you know, and the cigars started out where, you know, let's like do this and see if it helps the cigar shop. And then it quickly turned into, okay, I'm spending too much time on Warfighter and the gun shop's falling apart. Yep. To I'm spending too much time with, with the gun shop stuff and, and Warfighter's falling apart. Right. And so we had to figure that out. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we, we focused on Warfighter and let the gun store go, go away yeah. because uh, this is so much more fun. Uh, and I mean, there's still a, a big level of stress. I mean, any yeah. business has a big level of stress. You, you go back, you know, seven, eight years in pictures and you can see the level of stress difference on both of our faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Initially, I don't think there was any stress. No, because it was it was just like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, we didn't have any liabilities. We didn't yeah. have any, you know, business headaches. And, and then we, we disappeared for two years because there was a lot of stress. Yes. <laughs> like we disappeared from social media, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and then now we're trying to get back to social media, but there's still day-to-day -day stress. There's, yeah. you know, we're, there's more responsibility. Um, yeah. But yeah, trying to get back to that fun is kind of where I want to go. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. 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 We used to do a lot of stupid youtube videos yeah. and yeah. social media videos content yeah. but and a lot of that had to do with the gun store yeah because it gave us the props to use in the videos yeah yeah, yeah. i don't have machine guns anymore i know and 90 percent of our props back in the day were us shooting machine guns and doing dumb shit <laughs> right really so was. i mean it was oh uh, you know but um yeah so it's still fun we uh you know, I, I think maybe we should lean on Justin a little bit more and he, all his free time to uh, 
line up some fun videos, but uh, we keep Justin busy. So In all his free time. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, how much free time you have? Oh, so much. I have so much free time. But <laughs> he had hey. enough free time where he, we spun up this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think this will be this will be a cool one. I think me personally, I'm a big podcast guy. Yeah. And I love I love when there's a, a business or a company that I purchase from or I follow and they start up a podcast because I'm like, I already like your products. Now I get to kind of peep inside. And that was something we talked about when starting yeah. this up. Is, yeah. We've yeah, got yeah. some awesome customers. So now they just get an even deeper look inside a warfighter. Right. Yeah. And we'll deep dive into each other uh, one of these days, right? <laughs> it's going to take a little bit Scott, more. Scott, I've been for 20 something years. <laughs> I don't know how deep we're going to dive into that. Well, that's because we lost you in deep, John. Yeah. 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 Kind of a shallow guy. <laughs> <laughs> But no, well, uh, you know, we, we, yeah, we want to do this podcast so that you guys can get to know who we are. And in turn, you know, through your comments, we will get to know who you guys are. You know, yeah. uh, the good thing is, though, with us, like, you know, I look through the orders, you know, every, not every day, but every now and then I'll look through the orders and I'll recognize a lot of the names and I know who they are. Right. You know, I've met them before or something. And I appreciate that. So, and we have a lot of customers that are, have been customers since day one. Yeah. Yeah, so they've seen the ups and downs. I would like to interview a day one homie customer. I got a dude. Do you? Yeah. Um, the the, uh, the guy who gave me the tour of the Pentagon. Mm. Because he started. I have messages I can look through on Warfighter social media. Yeah. From before we even sold a single cigar. Right. And we I have communication with this guy. So I would like to get somebody like that, their perspective on the how warfighter has evolved or devolved but honest yeah like, honest if yeah. he's just like you guys are the biggest pieces of shits that i've yeah. ever like <laughs> you guys were cool when you started but now yeah. you know like yeah, yeah that's the conversation i want to have yeah yep because we i mean we try not to be pieces of shit no but we probably are sometimes it depends who you ask yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Like the lady that I yelled out on the phone today from the VA, I guarantee you she thinks I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, I think we, yeah, we're less tolerant mm. today than we were in year two. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the, the my pendulum swing and stuck. Yeah. It didn't swing back. Especially when it comes to shipping. <laughs> oh, God. I oh, hate I hate shipping. I hate shippers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was COVID. Shipping during COVID is half of the grays that I have in my beard. That was, I mean, at any given point, I probably had between 30 and 50 open lost package. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, um, claims, claims yeah. with the post office with customer orders. Yeah. It was so bad. It's, it's not bad now. I think what we probably, Maybe now it's probably maybe one once, a week. One, yeah, maybe one a week or one every other week. Yeah, yeah. Of something got lost in the mail yeah. or, or something. But there for a while, man. That UPS would break everything. The post yep. office would fucking lose everything. Everything. FedEx won't even touch us because they hate freedom and tobacco. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And DHL just takes three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 When we started, we started the company in 2016. And shortly after we started and we got our ball rolling on all of our internal stuff on production and branding and manufacturing and all that, the FDA decided to, to start playing all their games. Yeah, they were trying to poop directly into our Cheerios. <laughs> directly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so luckily we had no choice but to ignore it. Well, so it, it made us make decisions that we normally wouldn't have made yeah, looking that, back. That hindered growth. Yes. Yeah. And it was based on the worry of the regulations that could come down the pipe. Yeah. Um, what that taught us is we have to stay on top of the legal side of things that are going on in the industry. But we can't let it affect the choices and decisions that we make. Yeah. 
until they actually figure out what the fuck they want to do. Just because of the threat of what they were doing, there was companies that just decided to fold. They disappeared. Right. Gone. And, and it was because they thought there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know? Yep. And well, they quit. They quit. You know, and you know, like fuck the FDA because of that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. seriously, that's and, and we've said it on, on prior interviews and at shows and stuff like this when people have asked us about the FDA and yeah. where it is. And, you know, that we're still around. Yeah. Even though all the FDA stuff kind of kind of came and went They're They're appealing. The FDA is appealing the judge's decision right now. But right now, every, everybody in the industry is safe. Um, but people would ask us and, and our response to it would be like, we're just too dumb to quit. Yeah. Well, you know, and why why quit until it's, you know, until they nail the coffin shut? Yeah. You know? Like cocaine's like, illegal, but you can still buy it on a street corner. That's right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> ban the cigars. We'll still sell them. Yeah. <laughs> In one way, shape, or form. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah, the regulation stuff scared us. And that, that did affect a lot of decisions we made. Um, one, like there was probably four years there where we didn't come out with a single new product. No. Because we didn't think we could. And, and even still to this day, like we had plans for some infused stuff. Yeah. And they, it always like we thought, okay, things are going to change. And then they yeah. wouldn't. And all, all of our plans got put on the back burner for it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not saying that we're n- never going to do infused stuff, but. Like artificially flavored. Yeah. Stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Like your. Uh, Coffee flavor. And your, yeah. Coffee, yeah. chocolate, yeah. mocha, or whatever you want to call it, your sweet stuff. Mango. Yeah. Passion fruit. No, we're not doing any of that. Maybe coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, chocolate. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. We'll, um, the, the, the coolest part about the cigar industry is, is your, the, the creative bounds are limitless. Um, you can do whatever you want to do. People might not like it. Yeah. But you can do it. Yeah. You know, you can make that cigar that's infused with peat. Nobody's right. going to buy it. It yeah. sucks. It's a horrible cigar. It yeah. tastes like you just put a handful of dirt in your mouth and somebody catch shit there too. But yeah, yeah it doesn't you say you can't do it. You use pine needles as filler. You, you could. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> who says you can't? <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, there was a, I had, fuck, I had something. I, I quit. Yeah. My brain doesn't work anymore. Squirrels. No, I think I hit in the head too many times. Um, squirrels. Yeah, there's squirrels too. You didn't bring a backup cigar. <laughs> there's literally how many sitting right here. That's true. Scott, I got a question for you. Oh, gosh. Uh, last week, when we were talking about smoking a cigar backwards, you said you were going to try it with a night shift. Have you? Uh, I have oh, not. Yeah. I have not done that yet. I was curious because uh, that definitely sounds I just want to know how that Candela tastes. Mm-hmm. I've never made it to the Candela. We shall right now. Here, Hell smoke. yeah. I'm going to smoke this one. Uh, you're not one that's been sitting there a week no <laughs> i was gonna cut it why are you gonna cut it i, I should all right so this is the night shift uh, so we did this on the last episode we did not cut the cigar we lit it backwards and tight tight draw well <laughs> no shit is a tight draw <laughs> Bitter. Oh, that's def- that that's that's Candela. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not how we blended this. No. <laughs> I'm totally glad we use that for looks. <laughs> no. Oh, it just tastes like fuck like grass. It's just bitter and gross. Candela isn't the end of the world. There's a lot of people that really enjoy the flavor profiles that come out of the losers. The, no, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> that come out of the candela tobacco added into a, a cigar. Our personal preferences are not. We don't lean towards the candela side of things. 
because I'm not a cow. <laughs> but it definitely uh, uh it did it not, go did it go straight to Kendeller or did you get the so I got the, uh, it didn't when I first lit it I got the the normal kind of flavor profile that I was gonna get off of it and because my I had a gap in between my candela and the and yeah. the cap of the cigar. And then it hit the candela on the second puff that I took. And that was a drastically different flavor profile than I expect out of the cigar. Yeah. Mine's not even normal yet. Yeah. I'm still burnt. I'm still halfway through on the yeah. candela right there. So I still get that. And it's, I uh, thought maybe I charred it a little bit, but no, it's. Uh, yeah. But it works. It's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the craziest thing in the world, smoking a cigar backwards. Um, but yeah, so we're going to finish these. We're going to finish these whiskeys and uh, we're going to enjoy the rest of our Friday and our weekend. And yeah. we hope you guys do the same thing. Uh, one of the things that we like to do at Warfighter, we like to do on our social media a lot, and a lot of companies don't really do it, is we do a thing that's called get in a hashtag, get outside and smoke. Get outside, go do something, get out of the cigar lounge, get out of your personal cigar lounge, get out of your backyard, go do something, go be active, go have fun. It it makes life better. Yeah. And if you, uh, if you, yeah, if, uh, once you smoke in your vehicle too, I'm telling you, there's nothing that has been this, one of the single best decisions I've ever made in my life was to smoke s- in your cars. Yes. Because it makes drives so much better. Yeah. Uh, it just, yeah. 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 So, but now you have to drive everywhere. I don't have to. But every time I do. Would you go on a road trip with somebody that doesn't smoke in their vehicle? Nope. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> no. I. Yeah. Uh, they can ride with me. Right. But I'm smoking in my vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I have to. I don't think I could do a road trip without smoking a cigar. I, I went somewhere with my mom one time. And uh I'm like, sorry, mom. <laughs> I'm smoking in here. Yeah. It I'll was, get some Ozium. It, it, it was my vehicle, but um, yeah. You know, but yep. have you smoked a cigar with your mom yet? So she's tried cigars. I've yeah. I've tried. I've attempted. Yeah. Um but it's just, it's not her cup of tea. She, you know, um, my dad, on the other hand, yeah. smokes cigars like a fucking, like to go down a style. Like right. He's, he's about that life. Yeah. yeah. Um, he smokes, uh, they're cigarillos for lack of better words. They're not a cigarette, but they have a filter, but it's just natural oh, tobacco. Yeah. Uh, uh, spirit something no uh, not those it's a different brand i okay. can't remember the name of the brand that he smokes but he smoked those forever and then when we started warfighter obviously i'm sending him you know cigars and uh so now he, he's he got a little a humidor and a little stockpile and uh you know his go-to is his little cigarillos but if he has a time to you know sit yeah. down and he, he absolutely grab a cigar and go sit down nice. a glass of whiskey so i smoked a cigar with my mom I don't know, maybe four years ago, five years ago now. Yeah. And uh, we were at a bar sitting outside in Fort Worth. Okay. And uh, so I had her retro hail mm-hmm. to really get her to taste it. And uh, she picked up uh, butter toast. Right? Okay. And she said that she could taste that for like two weeks afterwards no shit yeah <laughs> so i don't know if she's had one since then but she gave it an honest effort you know so she yeah. smoked with me and my my brother and and uh yeah so that was kind of cool yeah um yeah nice. i i smoked one with one of my uncles and it smoked cigarettes yeah and i'm like don't inhale and he inhaled and he's like don't tell me what to do good luck <laughs> okay and about a half hour later he was on his way home. Yeah. Because he wasn't feeling great. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, sorry. Cigars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you there's, can. There's one person that I know. Yeah. That inhales cigars. And you know this person too. Yeah. And he was the master roller at the Placencia factory. Oh, no, no. I was thinking of our friend. Who? Uh, Michael. 
Yeah, but he gets fucked up every time he does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's he, a difference. But he didn't know for the longest time no. that we weren't inhaling. Yeah. Yeah. And he would just get wrecked. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's he smokes backwards, but yeah. he inhales them. Yeah. And so but I'm I'm, I'm yeah. talking about somebody that does it and, and, and handles it. Oh, okay, okay. That doesn't get all yeah, fucked up from right. doing it, which was the master roller of Placentia. And he had the, it was a factory. We used to use Placentia for our our cigars uh, back in the day. Um, and when we'd go down there to work on new blends, we'd sit in a room with him and, while he was rolling our new blends for us. And he'd always have a cigar in his mouth. And the whole time, he'd t- he wouldn't even take it out of his mouth. He'd take a drag, he'd inhale it, and then he'd blow it up. The whole cigar. Yeah. Every cigar that he smoked. And I Which never was, saw him without a cigar. No, not one time. No. The, for the entire day. Yeah. We'd be in there for eight hours doing this. And he'd yeah. have a cigar the whole entire time. Inhaling the entire thing the whole time. Yeah. Completely fine. Yeah. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did not remember me the last time I went there. It's all that nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, we're going to cut this guy off and uh, and we'll get back to you guys next week. Um, it finally tastes like it finally tastes nitrous. normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to get back to work or act like we're working. We're going to get ready to clock out. Do whatever Actually, we yeah, want. We're getting we're going home. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So all of our social medias, Warfighter Tobacco. Go to Instagram, Warfighter Tobacco. Uh, Check out the new website. Facebook, WarfighterTobacco.com. We have a Twitter. Give us feedback. We don't know how to use it. We have a YouTube. Uh, Go subscribe uh, because all of our podcasts are going to be on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, Apple, on all your podcast platforms. Um, So uh, go follow them for all of our new updates and releases. Give Um, us a five star and then talk shit. Tell us how much you hate it, but give us the five star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, Can I throw one more thing in there, boys? Absolutely. Uh, if you listeners want to hear the guys talk about something, drop it in the comments or wherever you're listening. If you can, if you can drop a comment there, drop it. And yeah, uh, I'm going to say there's no topics off limits, but if you happen to find one, we'll tell you that it's off limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. We, yeah. We should do a lounge of the show, a featured lounge of the show. Oh, we should. Yeah. And just talk about a lounge that we've been to that we really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we close off the shows with that moving forward. Yeah. We can do that. I'm going to start off with the one that we both love. Okay. Probably the best shop that we both like in the entire United States. Do you know what it is? The one in Fort Worth? Yep. Yeah. Underground Cigar Shop. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Don a, and Chef are great people. Yeah. The yeah. the customer base that goes into that shop is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, every time I've been there, it's like it's family. Yeah. Uh they do primarily boutique cigars. Um, and uh it, you want to have a good experience at a cigar shop, go to Underground Cigar Shop, Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. Doesn't matter the day of the week, doesn't matter the time of the year. Yeah. You're gonna have a good time. Yep. You're gonna be good people. And they do an event once a year called the NFG. Uh, if you get a chance, get tickets, go to that. It's it's fun. Yeah. So all boutique cigars, uh, all new release stuff or event specific, event yeah. only cigars on that, for that event. It's a really good time. Um, but other than that, go smoke cigars, go drink whiskey, go get outside, and go to warfightertobacco.com. There you go. Perfect. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers.